Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 218. And away we go. Wait, so get a shot, boy. Is that the best that you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 218 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. Unfortunately, my co-host Carson cannot be here, so filling in for him, Hollywood Mark Schwann. Mark, welcome back to the show. What are you talking about? I'm your co-host. Carson Niehoff was a guest. Nah, he kind of won us over. Remember last week at the end of the show, I said that he would be back next week. You wouldn't be? I thought you were joking. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was joking. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mark, how you doing? This been? was awkward. How you been, buddy? How's, how's everything going? I, I mean, I was already in a... In a bad mood and now you just made me feel even worse so thank you for that you in a bad mood what else is new yeah i'm uh, i'm like mr smiles usually man what are you talking about okay well, what's your problem say mark what's your problem I, I got a problem i got a little bit of a problem right now so the the emmy nominations came out this past week yeah shout out to what we do in the shadows best comedy what up fantastic well deserved right well a- anywho that was a big sarcastic okay wow asshole <laughs> <laughs> listen Listen, okay, with the, with the Emmys, you know, uh, kudos to them. You know, uh, uh, there's a lot more black performers are getting nominated, trans as well. Like, and I, I think that's great. I think the spotlight definitely needs to be on that. My gripe is no Latino actors at all. And it had me really thinking about this because it was funny. Like the night before I was asked a question, like if someone were to play me in a movie besides myself, who would I choose? And I really kind of think Rob of it. Schneider. I'm just saying, I really couldn't think of anyone because, you know, of how I look. I'm I am part Latino, and with my age bracket as well, like it's like, well, who would blame me? I really can't really think of anyone. And then that happened. I'm like, holy crap! Uh, Latinos have been getting the short end of the stick. And it's been pissing me off, and it made me think even further further about the auditions I get and the type of roles that, that come my way. It's always like thugs, prisoners, uh, broken English um cooks or whatever you know it, it's just it's always these stereotypical type of roles and having even thinking even deeper so I, I go check it out and you know only one percent of latino actors or actresses are in lead roles in all of hollywood okay i wasn't aware of that like that is wild to me and it just i i just feel like you know we talk about like you know all of these things of equality and everything and i think hollywood does have a responsibility to that entertainment in general and it, it annoys me that we're not getting as equal representation out there because you know art imitates life and life imitates art so i feel like hollywood does have a responsibility to that to show that you know to show that like you know the inclusiveness of all different races and in, in categories in there and i feel like they're failing so that's my gripe so is that a no on rob schneider that's a big no on rob schneider damn i think it's a perfect fit you just oh, just like him Say you can say you can do it. Say say you can do it. You can do it. Say perfect. Rob Schneider. What? 
I would not choose Rob Schneider. No offense to him. Oh, I would definitely. You feel better now? He doesn't even look like me. Looks exactly like you. Not at all. He's not Latino. Yeah, but he looks just like you. Puffy cheeks, the beady little eyes. Puffy cheeks. What are you talking about? The couple chins. That's like, I do not have a couple chins. That's a low blow. Just fucking with you. Holy shit, man! You feel better to get off the chest? You feel better now? I do feel a little bit better. Not really. I want change. Damn it! So I'm, I'm mad. I'm sorry. I'm coming in hot, but I'm just mad about this. So, as a white guy, I don't feel like I have any like say in this matter. So uh, I'm going to ask you anyway. Hey, you could go ahead. Get have some say. A couple of years ago, there's a big backlash for the Oscars mm-hmm. because what either nobody of color was nominated or maybe one person of color was nominated. But maybe like. Should we be forced to nominate people of color if they don't deserve no, it? No, it, here's the thing. My problem. I think you're, I'm, not necessarily... I'm going to cut you off right now because I think what um, what you're saying, what I'm saying, is two different things. You're um, saying people people are upset black people didn't get nominated, but you're upset because people Latinos aren't getting roles. So I think we're having right. two different so, arguments here, but it just seems like race so my problem... is a big factor. And like as a white guy, I just don't understand like why is that a factor? Like why are Latinos not getting this, the roles? Like if you're an actor, you're because... an actor. Because Latinos aren't in power, uh, mostly it's it's white people in power. I understand and, that. Yeah, I was saying, saying someone that's partly white. Like you know, I'm just saying. Like my problem isn't necessarily like you know, oh wow, they're not getting nominated, and you know, there should be at least one one of us getting nominated. No, my problem isn't that. You know, I, I think the best person for the job, uh, the best person, the best performer should get nominated. The problem is like you know, it's just like there's the lack of diversity in casting but, in these shows in general again we had this conversation with when we talked about george floyd a couple episodes ago but why like if i'm looking for like an actor to star in my movie what issue does race play in casting if you're a great actor what doesn't matter what race you are and it shouldn't like you know i i, I should have why doesn't roles. why doesn't i don't necessarily know man i don't necessarily know like and, and it's still what bugs me too it's like all right so you'll see on TV shows, like white people interacting with white people, they'll see like a black show, and it's like black people interacting with black people. Or if there is like this like a rare occasion a Spanish show, it's Spanish people interacting with Spanish people. It's keeping it segregated, mm-hmm. and it, it makes like people like watch it to guess. No, that's right. That's how the that's how the way the world works. That's the way it should be. It's not like you know everyday life. You know, you, people are talking with other type of races and ethnicities. That that's the way the world yeah. works. <laughs> You know, in most cases, you know, and I just want to see like more inclusion in that, like, you know, just more of like a, a melting pot, like real life. And, and hopefully things would get better in the real world, because I really do feel like Hollywood does have that role to play. I kind of felt stupid. I thought, was it, it was pretty recently, a little embarrassing to recently. Like I grew up watching the Cosby show, uh, Martin for Family Matters. Uh, I didn't think anything of it. I just love those shows. Right. Great quality right. family entertainment television. Until I heard somebody talking about uh, black TV shows with black families. I mean, what do you mean black TV shows? You know, like the Cosby Show, Family Matters. I'm like, they're black TV shows? Like, I never thought that as far as a black family, it's a black TV show. Like, I right. Know, I never put right. that. I don't and, know, I don't that know that if it's stupid or naive or gullible, but I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not looking at that as a black TV show. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. No, and I, good for you. I, and I don't know if I necessarily did either. I mean, it took a while. I mean, it just... Maybe it's because I've been quarantined for about five months now, yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe I'm just like more woke to it. It's just like you know, I grew up. Like, you know, I'm, I'm I have a French last name. I, I am I have a lot of white in me. I have 
pretty much all of Europe and what's, Peruvian. What's more? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I, so I grew up kind of, like, whitewashed in a sense. And, like, you know, I'm the worst Spanish speaker out there. <laughs> and yep. But, like, I've visited Peru many times. I have family down there. And I, I have that connection uh, to those roots. And, you know, I, I'm connecting more and more with that side of myself. And, you know, just to see what's going on here with, you know, Black Lives Matter and uh, just to see, like, it was just like a, it was like a Twitter feed, too. Like, you know, I was seeing, like, the, the observations of it. And it had me just thinking more and more about it. It was festering in me. And I was, like, thinking from my own experiences as an actor, like, holy shit, this is a problem. Mm. Like, well, why is this the thing? So I, 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 I just wanted to get that off my chest, man. Like, uh, hopefully, hopefully people are more aware to it. Hopefully now they're going was, on. People are more aware of like, all right, let me just give everybody a chance. You know, since it's a wrestling podcast, you know, I'll tie it into wrestling as well. I mean, you know, we, we saw, we, we see like Lucha Libres in WWE, not necessarily given like a character per se. You know, you, how often do you see like, you know, a Spanish, uh, Spanish people like, you know, get that world heavyweight title shot every so often once in a blue moon. It's always like, we need the next Rey Mysterio. We need the next Rey Mysterio. Why is it only one? Why? Why are we only comparing Rey Mysterio? You know, they had Alberto Del Rio for a bit. Unfortunately, he was a bit of a hothead. Yeah. But like, you know, why is there only so few? Mm. I don't know. And you see the Lucha, the Lucha Brothers, um, or the Lucha House Party in WWE, rather. Excuse me. Like, what? Who are they? I don't necessarily know. I barely know their names. They just go out there, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Give Give us a reason to root for them. Isn't that you know, give, give us a character? Isn't that how Lucha Libre works though? Their character is like their mask and their costumes. But you look at Rey Mysterio, though. I mean, he he was a character all of himself in WWE. He was he's a legend, you know. But like we all, how how is to like we really really have like one that we could talk about in WWE and all the history when Lucha Libre has a long legacy. I heard Vince McMahon comparing. He thinks that uh, Angel Garza could be the next uh, Eddie Guerrero. That's high praise. Right. Oh, okay. Eddie Guerrero is another one too. Actually, so, excuse me there. No, I, I, I just would like to see more. You know, um, I think WWE and wrestling in general are doing a better job is keeping it more diverse. You, you see the champions and who they I are, think so too, yeah. and everything. So they are doing better. Um, so I, I can't necessarily knock on that. But you know, just for so long, it took a long time to get there. I think like all of entertainment, they they have to do their part. Uh, just so like you know, the everyday Joe. Or J- everyday Jane could see that. Hmm. Let's get way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, dude. Yes, how is doing? <laughs> I didn't know we were going to a ten minute tirade about race relations. Um. Okay. Let's. Uh. I don't know how you transition out of this. You want to get? Let's into- talk about wrestling. <laughs> want to get into the news? Yeah. Let's do it up. For in the news with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark, you ready to get into the news this week? Of course, man. Always ready. Big news story. Kari Zane officially made her final WWE appearance on Monday Night Raw after getting her ass beat by the Great Bailey. She's headed back to Japan. WWE gave her an official farewell and wish her best on her next voyage. WWE posted an emotional farewell video which featured fellow superstars Nakamura. Akira Tozawa and Asuka saying goodbye. And of course, both Asuka and Sane teared up while bidding each other a goodbye. Now, Zane was only in the WWE for three years. 
Like, what kind of impact does she have in three years? It seems like she's been like this megastar leaving the company, but she's only been around for three years. I'm surprised they're giving her this such like iconic goodbye. Right. Um, I understand where you're coming from, Putty. But at the same time, it goes to show how valuable uh, they thought Carrie Jane was and the, Very, the type yeah, of apparently. person that she was. Well, it seems like everyone from the top to the bottom of the roster in the back, uh, they seem to like, have nothing but high praise for her. Uh, so it, it, this really goes to show to, to who, who she is as a person and what she brought to the table as a talent, uh, to me at least. You know, because you're right. You know, to to an everyday viewer, you know, she's only been there for three years, and what what really does she do? Exactly. Um, I'm surprised at like this big emotional like video package saying goodbye. I'm like, right. So I, I feel like this is more just from a personal level to how people feel about her in WWE, uh, and, I, and I think that's really what it is. You know, and of course, Carrie Zane, uh, they they don't really don't want her to go. I mean, it seems no. like they're they're trying to throw a different opportunities her way as far as like being an ambassador uh be a producer or be some sort of agent uh they're, they're trying to throw everything her way possible I, it seems like they really just don't want to let her go and it doesn't seem like carrie zane is really going to go anywhere it's like another promotion it seems like she's just done right i think she just wants to go to back to her home country japan with her husband and her family i think she might still do that ambassador role i think that's not out of the question um, as for returning to the other promotion in Japan, I think that was still on the table as like one last goodbye, like a retirement tour type thing. Right. But I, who knows about it, what her, what she wants. And she can do anything she wants right now, I guess. I mean, she really can. I mean, the whole thing is like she wants to be with her husband. I, I think they got married what, like right before the pandemic happened or something like that. But I, I know it was just this year. So, like, you know, she wants to be back home with him. And you can't blame her for that. You know, she's still young enough. You know, she it's crazy because she is she and as far as the main roster goes, we didn't really see the what Carrie Zane was all about. No. If anyone followed NXT at all, and I and I saw some of her working NXT and I, I thought she was amazing. You know, especially with um the May Young classic. I you know, she was definitely the one that caught everyone's eye. And yeah. rightfully so. You know, we unfortunately we didn't really get her to see her shine as much on the main roster, like I said. But man, like, you know, if she was given the chance, yes, she could have been that mega star. Really? Okay. What do you think her legacy will be here in the WWE? I, I don't necessarily know. You know, it, you're right. I mean, it's only like a blip in the radar as far as the lifespan of WWE goes. Yeah. So it really depends what she does here next. I, I don't necessarily think you know, looking back, like 20 years from now, we look back on uh, the history of WWE and the women's division. I don't necessarily know how much we'll mention Carrie Scene at this point, unfortunately, uh, at least as uh, as fans. Yeah. You know, but on the inside, you know, I, I'm sure people will still talk about or remember her. But, you know, I mean, really, again, it goes to, like, you know, what does she do next? We'll find out in due time, huh? I guess we wish her well in her future endeavors. Absolutely. Mark, I'm throwing you a curveball here. AW is in the news. Ice rattling in your drink. That's not my drink for once. That's Mark Swan's drink. <laughs> Getting myself ready for this. AEW's in the news. Is this good or is this bad? What are we talking about here, buddy? AEW might be able to get another hour for Dynamite eventually. Just because they can doesn't mean it will happen. Cody Rhodes confirmed today on Twitter that they are not adding another hour. How do you feel about them adding another hour to the flagship? Do you think they should? Because they have a lot of talent that's not being used on a regular basis. Do you think they should add another hour to the show to to sh- showcase more talent? No, I I, I don't necessarily think so. I I, I think Raw, uh, I I think what we see with Raw being three hours, 
the moment when they did that uh, as a continuous thing, I feel like it started losing its luster. And, and it's very hard for, for WWE, for a company that's been around forever, to put on a consistently a good three-hour show. If they can't do that, then I don't see why AEW should. Because, yes, AEW, they're not showcasing the talent every week. But, yeah, they have AEW uh, Dark, right? And they're putting some talent on there, showcasing some new ones on there as well. Who watches AEW you know, After Dark? It's a it, YouTube show. It seems like people are. Enough people are. I, I personally have it myself. I'll admit to that. But I, I know definitely people do watch that. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you have AEW, Dynamite. You know, it, I, I think it, it, it helps when you have creative ways to put your, maximize your talent on a two-hour show. You have different factions. You have different promos. You have different uh, vignettes. And also, you know, it keeps things fresh on there. You're not necessarily seeing the same people, the same matchups every single week. So I, I think it's a good way, actually. It's good in a sense, the fact that they're keeping it two hours. I think Cody Rhodes also said uh, that they did do a third hour. That third hour would be specialized for a certain talent or for a certain subject. Like, didn't WWE try that with the first hour of Raw being for the Cruiserweights? And then that, when that failed, they made the third hour to be like the after dark Raw? And that didn't work it, either? It, 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 didn't, it didn't last long. Yeah. If anything, it lasts maybe for like a week or two. Like, listen... If you keep like an hour for this, an hour of that, an hour for this, I mean, it's just gonna it it loses its luster. You know, wrestling is supposed to be unpredictable. You know, you, you want you want that next big surprise. You you don't know you don't want to predict what's going to happen next. You know, the the best moments happen like when you least expect it. And and, and if you know for a fact going in, uh, all right, this hour is a cruiserweights. All right, this hour is for the women. Uh, this hour is supposed to be like I don't know. For me, it's just. It's just stupid in my eyes. I, it's it's lazy. Uh, like I said, man. Like AEW again. You're not even your first year in uh, having like a weekly show. You know, introduce a third hour. I don't think I don't think you're ready for that, and I don't think it should ever should happen. Hell, I still think Raw should go back to two hours, yeah. but they won't. They won't. You know, I, hopefully, maybe over time, AEW can add another show, not necessarily just Dynamite. And not necessarily just a YouTube show, but maybe like another actual show like SmackDown. Not yet. I don't think they're ready for that yet. You know, focus on what you have right now. D- develop that roster. You know, showcase the talent that you have and, you know, um, bring up those characters. Play them up more. Get us more involved. When they've been doing a great job doing so. Yeah, you know, th- This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, AEW, like, they're doing a very good job. But they should treat us like a, like a, like Marvel, not necessarily DC. Play the long game. Like I don't know too much about AW's roster, but I heard one of the criticisms is that they're not using enough of their talent on a weekly basis. But now they signed Eddie Kingston. You got Zack Ryder now over there. You got Arion out of nowhere coming back. So it seems like they're adding more people to their roster, but not giving them enough time to showcase what they can do. So a third hour might not be a bad idea. But okay, let's look at the Attitude Era in WWE. Monday Night Raw was just two hours, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of people on that roster, but yet they were able to maximize it. They had a lot of different factions going on. They kept it interesting. They had the storylines going. Uh, there's no reason why AEW can't do something similar. All right, we'll find out. I mean, Cody, Cody agrees with you. So as of now, they're not doing a third hour. So I don't even know where the third Thank hour you, rumor Cody. came about. <laughs> I don't know if there's something that was been floating around with TNT powers that be, or just some hard-washed fan behind a keyboard was like passing a rumor. So I don't know where this came from, but... It's not happening. But, you know, Cody addressed it. So, obviously, 
it's enough to warrant some attention. Finally, another news. Here's an interesting story, Mark. TNA called their women's division the Knockouts. When they switched over to Impact Wrestling, that name stuck. Well, some members of the roster now want to change the title of Knockouts, while some consider it a badge of honor. It's being reported that many people within Impact are in favor of doing away with the name, while others, such as Gail Kim, who is in, pretty much basically in charge of the women's division, want to keep it. The argument is that WWE renamed their Divas years ago, and Impact should do the same, while many people think Knockouts is not as offensive as Divas is, or was. Do you think Impact should change the name of the Knockouts division? Or is this like I'm, the PC police coming after us again? I'm a guy. So, like, you know, what opinion do I really have on this? <laughs> uh, You're in Hollywood, you know, you know, you know, you know uh, PC stuff and how marketing works. And I think it really depends on... I, they got, they got really rid of the name have... TNA because they thought it might turn people off because of the initials. Okay. Knockouts? I mean, I, I never thought knockouts was a negative term. A knockout? Oh, she's a fucking knockout. But now that's based on their looks. You know, the double it's based on, the it, it's based on the looks, and I can understand why uh, why it could be a demeaning term for women, especially these are women athletes. They don't necessarily want to be known just for their looks. They want to be known as competitors and athletes and, and equals. Which something the uh, TNA Women's Division never really was. They were beautiful women, but they never really depended on their looks. TNA always showcased their women for what they could do in the ring or that octagon, whatever the fuck and, and you just look at them now. I mean, week after week, we talk about they have the best women's roster and wrestling today, and I, and I stand with that. Now, I think as far as whether they keep the name Knockout or if they change it to something else or whatever, I I think that's a question more so for the women's roster. They're at impact. I, I think seriously, they, they should really consider like maybe doing a survey and asking, you know, hey, how do you feel about this name? Do you do you are you offended by this name? Do you want it to change it? I think that's a fair, open dialogue that they should have with the roster. If anything, it creates a, a respect factor mm. there, uh, considering their feelings. I think that's where it comes to. It. And if if the woman in the locker room and impact believe like, hey, you know, we 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 want to live up to that name, the knockouts, then so be it. Keep the name. If they want to change it, then change it. But th- that's really up to the locker room there. So you think it, it should be the internal decision, not? I think it's good, important dialogue to have. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely do. But, you know, as far as, like, the actual final decision, that that should be done internally. And if a majority of the women that roster, they feel a certain way about it, then, yeah, absolutely, you should change it. I like knockouts. I think they should keep it. Just my two cents. Because you were wondering, yeah, Mark. Because you didn't ask me any questions that, at all for the last 12 minutes, but it's fine. And that's your white male privilege. Yeah, that's your, your... Take four. And that's your white male privilege right there, buddy. Thank you. About time someone recognizes that. <laughs> that's all the news i have this week mark anything you want to talk about i am good my man i i uh i think you touched on all the news out there really all right so let's get into some tv takedown it's time for this week's tv takedown all right marcus another week of tv in the books what would you like to take down oh man I feel like you this week, man. Like I actually felt like this was a good week for wrestling. Oh, fantastic. Finally. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I, I just wish there were more weeks like this. I, I'm not necessarily asking for every week to be like it, because uh, I know that would be an impossible task to do, but I, I wish there were more weeks like this than not. Oh, man. What's my takedown of the week? Rapid fire. Give me a couple. Rapid fire. No, I, 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 I want to stick to my one. I just want to go to one. I, and this might be just because you know we record on Friday nights. It might be just because it's the last thing that we watched. 
But I got to say, man, the Bray Wyatt, the Fiend ending the show with Alexa Bliss giving mm-hmm. her the Mandible Claw, I did not see that coming at all. No, that was weird. It uh, was weird, but great at the same time. Uh, and I like how he did it. Like he took, he like kept staring at her. Yeah. And, like took his hand. Like I'm, I'm gonna do this. Like here comes the plane. <laughs> like, like when, you feed, yeah. when you're feeding a baby, here it comes. Like open wide. Here, like, boom, and then like what happens? She opens her mouth and. It was creepy and like it reminds me of like a. I was expecting her to sell it a little more. Like it maybe kicked the legs, but she just laid there. I guess it, it, it was supposed to be powerless. It was. It was believable. But yeah, it was believable. It was and very... Alexa Bliss, her, her facial reactions were great. It reminded me of like a, of a horror film, pretty much, because she was like frozen. In oh, fear. it was scary shit. Yeah, I was frozen. It was. It was scary. Shit. And my wife turned me. It's like your your jaw was like to the floor the whole time. I'm like I know it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't seen moments like that with the fiend in quite a while. Like those, like what the fuck's he doing? Right. And we've never seen him attack a female competitor, which is a little confusing because Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail, she wasn't right. there. And she, that's what I was going to say. She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't dressed as Sister Abigail. That was supposed to be a hallucination of exactly. uh, Braun Strowman. So like, yeah. how does he see that? I mean, kayfabe here, like reality, everything's real. How does he know that? How does he see that? Because she's not Sister Abigail. She just he imagined her as Sister Abigail because of their past relationship. So I'm like, where the fuck is this going now? Is he going to turn in her sister Abigail? I, oh. I don't know, man. I, I, it, I, it, make, it opens up the questions there, and it, yeah. it plays so well into the storyline. And I, I think that was that was like the one bright spot for me in in that swamp fight was uh, how they tied in the Alexa Bliss thing in there. Out of nowhere, uh, it was great. Yeah, out of nowhere, and, and, and it also made sense because like Braun Strowman had that thing for her during a mixed match, uh, mixed tag, uh, mixed match challenge. Day. Please come on, mixed match challenge. Excuse me. So like this, this is definitely makes me more intrigued into the storyline to see where they go next. I kudos to them for like I, I think that this was a bold move for WWE because they don't do a lot, a lot of intergender stuff like this, no. especially as, as creepy it's taboo now. Yeah, yeah, as it was. So good job for that. Good job, and makes you want to come back next week. They don't, you don't haven't seen that too many cliffhangers. Like what happens, what happens next week? Now I got to find out. No, great story, great storytelling right there. And uh, again, I mean, there were just there, there was a lot in the week that I, originally that I was going to choose, but seeing that was like, yeah, well, nothing had my jaw to the floor like this. So yeah. <laughs> I got to go with this. Yeah, to me, it was like, I feel like you this week it was kind of slim pickings. Like I felt like little things here and there, nothing, one big impact that stood out to me. Um, I was really kind of surprised about the Sonya Manny Rose beatdown. I'm like, I'm still enthralled in the storyline, like months later. That was a good beatdown, like, man. I'm still like sucked into this. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Uh, the Gargano strong match on NXT, I thought that was no surprise there, a good match. I guess those two guys can go. Um, what do you think of Wrestle House on to Impact? I this is one of the things I've been really... pushing. I've been pushing Impact. And then like, as an alternative, like uh, that's my thing with AEW. It's not an alternative. It's just another wrestling show. It's just like WWE before the PG era. But now you have this Impact thing that's doing this reality Wrestle House show. I'm like, oh, this is going to turn some people off. But... Not in the case with you, huh? I really enjoyed it. Actually, like it was like, actually in consideration for my t- takedown of the week. Uh, Wrestle House, it was just, it was just so wacky and zany. Yeah, different, but like not too much so. Like, enough so in like the wrestling world, where it's like it was entertaining. Tommy Dreamer, the perfect host. I love all the like the, oh, the innuendos, totally. those inside jokes they kept saying. 
the inside jokes were amazing. They're, they're, they hit. It yeah. was great timing. Like, Tommy Dreamer has great comedic timing. Yeah. Oh, they were talking about something. Everyone's in the house, and someone said, no way, Jose. And he just popped in. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't sign him. We didn't, we didn't. <laughs> That's fucking gold. It's something about Stone Cold or something like that. It was, it was great. I was, I was like, oh I God. thought it was going to be cheesy last week when they first introduced it. I'm like, oh, no. This is going to turn people off. They're going to throw egg in my face. But I'm like, wow, this is interesting. This is actually stupid, zany, fun. I haven't seen like stupid stuff like this in a while. Fantastic. And I feel like they chose like the right people to be in it. Yeah, when the first happened and uh, Rosemary made people appear in the house, I'm like, oh, that's a good crew. And then she kept adding more people to it and more people to it. I'm like, this is a little, a little much, but it worked. It all worked. blends well together. It's, it's, everyone's playing well off each other. It's fantastic. I'm curious. And I, feel, I, and I, I feel like this is a smart move by Impact because like they signed so many people in a short period of time that naturally it's going to bring new eyes to their product. Yeah, that's what's like working. It's going to turn people off. No, I here's what I'm thinking here. It's a great way to show who these characters are. Mm, okay. Like I, I, right right away. I, I didn't necessarily know a lot of these people actually in there. But now like I'm getting an inside look to like who these characters are really. Which is what happens and, in reality shows, no? Which what exactly which what happens in a reality TV show. Thank you. And, and I feel like it's a smart move. Yes, it's quirky, it's fun. It's 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 meant to do it's meant to be that way. But I think at the same time, too, what they're really trying to do is, hey, here's an introduction to these characters. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm, I'm curious. that So far, great. I'm just hoping it keeps going. Like, they don't drop the ball. Like, what's the point of this? Like, what's the point of Russell House? Do people get eliminated? Do people win something? I don't know. I got to find out next week. It's great. <laughs> well, I, I think from a business standpoint, I think. I think maybe that's the point of it. Creative-wise, we'll see what happens. Like, I'm definitely intrigued. I'll, I'll stay tuned next week to see more of Russell House. And another note, huge, huge props to Impact Wrestling for what they did on Thursday morning. Do you know what I'm talking about, Marcus? No, they do Thursday morning. Did you watch AEW Dynamite? Um, what were you talking to? Yeah. What was one of the standouts for you? Did it happen to be that MJF promo? Uh, yeah, so MJF, that promo was, I was considering that also as my takedown moment of the week. I thought that was a fire promo. I'm like, am I going to pick an AEW moment for my TV takedown this week? What the hell? Wait, so you like that promo too? I thought it was good. Yeah, right. It was awesome. Something different. It was interesting. Until it, it, I'm at work Thursday morning, perusing the social medias, Marcus, Impact Wrestling posted the same exact promo from EC3 five years ago. Almost verbatim. No way. Stop it. Same exact thing. Same exact concept. I'm like, what the? F-? I thought it was a joke. But then there was a sign, EC3 2015. The balloons were the same. The podium was the same. It had the same, like, I'm running to be your champion. You guys deserve better. Blah, blah, blah. It was basically the same thing verbatim. Like, he wasn't, like, the way he was knocking John Moxley, he was kind of knocking uh, Kurt Angle. Oh my God! No yeah. way! Check it out at Mojay Putty or Impact Wrestling on social medias. Yeah, I mean I will have to play for you, but it's like five minutes long. But so okay, so MJF did he steal it or did AEW steal it? That's what I'm wondering. But like, this is a professional wrestling. People steal from borrow or steal from stuff. But almost think verbatim. Ver- almost practically verbatim. Like it was the same exact promo. Like dropping like Stone Cold references and all that, or. I think he mentioned, not Stone Cold, but like he mentioned the WWE, basically. Prof Impact for catching that and like, oh, we did this first. Let's put it out there to say, hey, 
if you like that, you're going to like this. Especially with EC3 wow. backing out of the company. I'm like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Shots fired. Yeah. Good for Impact. Great for Impact. I was like, wow, this is, like you said, shots fired. I couldn't think of the phrase, but that was the phrase I was looking for. Fantastic. Good job for Impact standing their ground like, yeah, we did this first. Yeah. Oh, and like, it's not like it was like a copy. It was almost an exact replica. Wow. I, I, I have no words for that because, like, you know, I, 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 I saw this promo. I was like, my God, this MJF is just so freaking good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a natural talker, natural heel. Like, he's a very well done promo. Got don't, me behind him. Don't want to play it for you now? Like, if you can. You, just, you should really follow me on social media. I do a good job sometimes. I do follow you on social media. I didn't see it, though. I stand here before you not as a man, but as an ideal. Because today is a day that will live in infamy. You suck, Chance. No longer will you see EC3 as a conquering hero that he is, but you will see him as something more. A unifier with golden aspirations. Watch. Watch as I unite the divided. Those that cheer and those that jeer. Those that chant, you can't wrestle. And those that chant, yes, he can. Oh, and there's an ad. <laughs> Man, I gotta say, WWE dropped the ball in EC3. I said Three you times. have a very important announcement to make, as I am officially declaring myself the next TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Sound familiar? It absolutely does. EC3 2015. This is the year and this is the campaign. Historians have stated it is the title that makes the man, but I assure you that is not true. The man will soon make the title. Holy shit. My qualifications, you ask? Since my debut in October of 2013, I have been unpinned and unsubmitted. That is 20 months of perfection, 20 months on absolute. I have been baptized by blood, fighting off enemies in their own land, and I have defeated every TNA Hall of Famer that there is. Sting, Bully Ray, and the incumbent champion himself, Kurt Angle. There is no candidate better suited than I to hold this title, to take this company in the future for the next four, uh, hell, for the next eight years. Oh, my God. <laughs> MJF is... If you feel my credentials yeah. are not enough, let's take a look at the statistics. Because EC3 2015 is a grassroots campaign, and we're going to start right here in Florida, baby. You can start in Florida. Watch as I become champion. Projected numbers are going to take place because unemployment will go down 79% while unmotivated children and lazy millennials will go down a whopping 67. I love this speech too. These United States will become Carter country. No longer red, no longer blue, golden. United as one. One star to represent 50. The hardcore American icon leading the charge. 
I'm like, I'm at a loss As for world champion, I will take this title worldwide. I will take this title, shoot it into space with myself, leading the charge. I will defend it in orbit. I will defend it on the moon. I will defend it on Mars. Martians, take notice. I'm coming for you. I'd like to conclude saying one thing. EC3, your next world heavyweight champion. God bless TNA Wrestling. And God bless EC3. Wow, so... Rebuttal, Mark? You want to say something now? No, I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean there's wrestling... Slight, there's, I mean, like, there's slight differences, but... Very almost. slight. But So, like, all right, yeah, wrestling, they, they still stuff from each other all the time. Uh, not like that blatantly obvious not though. like that like blatantly obvious with like a promo i, I that, that's almost like when rick flair goes tear i have a tear in my eye and wcw having a guy do something similar I go, with a tear in my eye it's like what we just saw this <laughs> crazy shit right and probably profit impact for calling them out on it and uh well done yeah i mean like you just you know, said I, I, now I, there's new eyes on impact and like oh well this i saw this is great like, they just did this five years ago Great. Impact is definitely fighting their ground, and I and I respect it, and I think it's great because you know I, I, Impact they have a great product. Uh, Eric Jaden he wrote about it in his article in uh, the Rockway Times They're about right. Impact this past week. Great article, and, and I, I agree with every word he said about it. You know, Impact they're they're stepping up to their own. They have, they're doing a great job, and they're they're showing them. That, hey, your only options aren't just WWE and AEW. We're here too, and we're here to stay. Please check out Impact Wrestling whenever you can. Tuesday nights, AXS TV. AXS TV. So, Putty, I have a question for you. Oh, here we go. I feel like we're not really clear. What is your takedown of the week? Your one takedown. Guess it was going to be the Gargano Strong match. I thought it was like, like one of the best matches of the week. Gargano Strong? The best match of the week, hands down. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, what else came I don't know. close? Like, I, that, that match, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was the best match of the week. I feel like match-wise... I liked like Oscar the um, Oscar Sasha Banks match better personally. I like that match too. I don't care about the endings ruining the match, but that match the ending kind of like ugh. No, you know I like the ending a lot. It kept the story alive, in my opinion. Mm, that's it, it, it carries that storyline over to SummerSlam. Mm. Oscar was so close. She's going to leave. She's going to give up her title to defend her friend. Absolutely, it's believable. Mm. As her tag team partner is a good friend of hers, she sees. It. Carrie scene getting her ass beat backstage, and so she goes to def- uh, goes to defend her friend. And Sasha Banks wins, quote unquote, because she was laying there in the ring. But happy she, she won. won. I'm happy. That, I'm happy that foursome is uh, those two have the four belts. Is interesting. And dude, we're going to get another classic Oscar versus Sasha Banks match at SummerSlam. A real one, no deserve, yeah. Hopefully, and it's just. These two are they're, they're magical in the ring. Like, even in Extreme Rules, and we, you know we bash that ending for, for Kingdom Come. The match itself was fantastic, though. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind the ending at Extreme Rules for some reason, but this one I just like took me out of it for some weird reason. I, so, in my opinion, I, I thought the ma- the actual match. If we're talking about an actual match of the week, hell, I would even say Eddie Edwards and and Trey Miguel was better. Mm, yeah, that was a good one. I guess I, I, I thank you, Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. Uh, Miguel, Miguel. Sorry, I got Trey Miguel, and he's just impressed me, man, so much. Out of nowhere, that guy, out of nowhere. 
He's like one of those oh, pothead God. rascals. There's a stupid and have fun and joke around. He's coming ridiculously out. good. Yeah. He, if impact is, if they don't make him a champion in the future, then they're dropping the ball. And Damien Xavier, part of the rascals as well, was a standout. Was very very impressive in Lucha Underground. Yeah. So the other two guys I didn't really know too much of. So when Damien Xavier was there, I thought he would be the one to pretty much stand out. No, it's uh, Trey Miguel came out of nowhere. I'm like, good for him. Yeah, he's definitely he's someone that I have my eye on. Uh, he's a rising star. He he's got all he's got all the tools to be the guy. You know, he he's got a great look and like he's he's very athletic, but he's it's not like you know he's not like the young bucks where he's doing these unnecessary moves to unnecessary times. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guy he could sell. Yeah. And then he also he picks his spot. So like, kind of like H.J. Styles or Shawn Michaels, like he'll show his athleticism at the right time and with purpose. It's funny because uh, Madison Rain said people were comparing him to, to be the next A.J. Styles here in Impact. See, there you go. Yeah, so interesting. So yeah, that was a good one. I totally forgot about that. That was a good match too. And for a championship, what a way to start off Impact. Exactly. For the championship as well. So I do have some uh, bad news for you, Mark. Uh-oh, what's up? A couple of my TV shows are coming back next week. And, of course, they're both on Wednesdays. So I can't record both NXT and AEW now. So I'm going to have to give up one up. Oh, cool. Give up NXT. Yeah, please. Come on. It's far better show. So AEW might have to watch on that app, the TNT app. They say it's available. I don't have to read what happens or watch uh, clips on YouTube like you do. Just uh, so. Wow, you're calling me out, huh? Yeah. That's why I'm not telling you what shows I'm watching because you called me out when we had Tiffany on the show. Like, I told you what shows I'm watching. I don't mind it. And then, like, first chance you got to throw me under the bus, you threw me under the bus. Try to embarrass me and humiliate me and basically emasculate me. And so I'm not going oh, to give you a chance to do that again by telling you what shows I'm watching. Stop. But. Emasculate you. Yeah. Do you know why I just watch AEW watches The Masked Singer? Yeah. It's a fucking great show. One of the shows, one of the number one shows on TV. So, yeah. Dick. Blow up on your face. I'm not giving you a chance to do that twice. So, uh, screw you guys. Let's go to the three count. It's time for the three count. And if you noticed, MJF was talking the same cadence as EC3 as well. Oh, my God. Dude, yes. I was thinking the same thing. I thought I mentioned that. Like, it, it, and can we just say, I mean, EC3, man. Like, well, WWE, what were you What were you thinking? Like, you, you just lost a gem right there. You just – you, 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 Foley said it himself. Yeah, got the ball here. They had diamond in the rough, and, and they did nothing with it. He had everything you like. The build, the look, the charisma. He has everything you like in a guy, Vince, and you did nothing with him. Apparently, I feel Vince, like... Vince forgot he was even employed by the WWE. Stop I, didn't, it. I just read the headline. I didn't read the article. I just read that headline. Vince wasn't aware EC3 was on the roster. I feel like EC3 is Jamal Adams. WWE is the Jets. And now uh, Impact is the Seattle Seahawks. That's what, that's what I feel like right now. Yeah, I was going to mention that, but yeah, fuck you, man. That sucks. There's, jet- <laughs> There's like Conan O'Brien's making jet jokes. Seth Meyers is making jet jokes. Uh, Jimmy Fallon's making jet jokes. I'm like, they weren't the worst team last year, but they're just the butt of the jokes because they're the fucking Jets. Right, right. It stems from the top. I'm not even talking about Adam Gase. I'm talking about Woody Johnson. Adam Gase. What a fucking bust yeah. that guy is. Don't get me started on him. Yeah, you know, you know just as much as I do. I do, man. That's why we got fucking rid of him. You have our leftovers. And, and you lost a lot of players in the meantime, too, during his reign. Yep. You get our leftovers, you guys got to do nothing. We get your leftovers, we win championships. Okay? What leftovers do you have? Chad Pennington. 
led us to the AFC East Championship in 2008? Chad Pennington. Number 10 in my playbooks, number one in my hots. Yeah, nothing. Go fuck yourself. Silence, man. huh? Silence, huh? Sweet. Anyway, we're the three count. We're, 20, we're two minutes into the three count. Let's start. Maybe we should start that. We got a new championship this week. Sasha Banks becomes uh, the, the new Raw Women's Champion, right? Like the legit boss that she is. They have all the championships. Bailey and Sasha Banks are like the Thanos of WWE. They have all the gold. So let's stick in that theme and let's go with uh, our favorite championship title changes. Am I wording that right? Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess that sounds about right. Mark, number three. All right. So now we're talking, just to be clear here, we're talking about all titles, not necessarily just a world championship, right? title changes, yeah. Any title change. Okay. All right. So my my list definitely changes here. Uh, So, okay. Hmm. All right. No, I'm going to go with this. All right. This is my number three. I gave you an extra two minutes to think about it, talking about EC3. I gave you an extra two minutes. Let's try to stall as much as possible. Yeah. Well, thank you. Didn't work. So my number three. I'm going to go because this is my personal favorite. I, 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 I love this superstar. I'm a big fan of him. And it was actually uh, it was a, one of the best storylines probably in wrestling that I've seen personally. I'm going to go with Money in the Bank when CM Punk in his hometown beat John Cena for to become the WWE world champion. It's a good one. Uh, it's going to be higher on your list. Yeah. I mean, personally, it, I, was, I was just a huge CM Punk fan uh, from that storyline. It was original. I had no idea going into this what was going to happen. It, it stemmed from like a real thing, and uh, and just a crowd reaction again in Chicago and CM Punk. You know the, the iconic shot of him blowing the kiss to you know, Vince McMahon. I, I mean, that's a title change you're never going to forget. Nope. Good pick. A lot of people pick that as one of the most memorable historic title changes of all time. Yeah, just because like, again the storyline itself. It was real. I mean, that was a real thing. His contract was up. Yeah. And again, I feel like I have to re- reiterate this every week. This is our, we're not picking the most historic, important title changes. We're picking our personal favorites. Yeah. Yeah. There's our personal favorites here. And we're not going to pick uh, um, Ivan something, I forgot his last name offhand, drawn a blank, who beat uh, Bruno San Martino because we didn't see that. We're picking ones that we actually witnessed, were a part of. Right. Had, or uh, Hulk Hogan beating Sheik. Yeah. I don't remember that. All right. So um, good pick. Good good way to start. I thought yeah, they're going to be high in your list, but okay. I'm looking forward to what your two and one are going to be. Hmm, interesting. You thought, so you knew this was going to be on my list, but you thought it was going to be like my one. Two or one, yeah. I'm not going to be number three. Hmm, okay. My number two is number two for a reason, because I have a tie for number one. I have, a okay. le- I have a legit tie for number one. So my number three is my number two. Interesting. I know it's going to be higher on your list. I think it might be your number one. Uh, WrestleMania 12, when the boyhood dream came true, these two men wrestled for 60 minutes, and as a 13-year-old boy... I wasn't bored because there was no pinfalls. It was zero zero. There was no action. I mean, there was a lot of action, but no pinfalls. As a thirteen-year-old kid, I wasn't bored. I was still glued to this television, to this match for sixty fucking minutes, and then they fucking got overtime, and boom! Out of nowhere, the super kick, Shawn Michaels falls down, and like I just said, the boy who dream came true. One of those most memorable, not only personally but iconic title changes of all time. Number two, Shawn Michaels. That's a fantastic pick, there, buddy. Like, is, that, is that your number two? No, it's not my number two. Oh, so it's number well, one. I'm just saying. Okay, it's so it's number one. Then. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, all right, so my number, number two, two yeah. my number two, I, I'm going to go with this uh, for personal reasons, of course. It, it's actually an intercontinental title, and it's uh, 1992 SummerSlam. First match that I've ever seen in my life. 
that got me the uh, the wrestling fan that I am today. Bret Hart versus British Bulldog when Bulldog beat him in his hometown in England in front of a sold out crowd in Wimbledon. Uh, what a fantastic match! Yeah, a still as a as a great match. The storyline: brother versus brother in law. You have uh, you have the sister, the such wife out in the crowd. And like you know, I didn't know Jack, man, but like, you know the, the the announcers they sold it so well. The action, the ring, yeah, definitely you, did. You just seen the emotion in the crowd and everything. The pop at the end, and like another hometown crowd, right? You know, another hometown crowd, yeah. yeah. And, and like I, and I didn't notice at the time, like you know how big of a deal it was, but you know for the Intercontinental Title to change hands, and that was the main event. Yeah, you know, especially at that time, that, that was a big deal. You know, usually it, it's the world title at main events, but in that case, that wasn't that wasn't the one. Yeah, for so many reasons, that is my number two. It just uh, it, it always gives me like goosebumps thinking about that moment. You always talk highly of that match, one of your favorite matches of all time itself. So, not surprised you picked that. Good pick. Thank you. Uh, my number one A. I know Green Man's listening. A. To, yeah, I know Green Man's listening to the show. I think if anybody can pick my top two picks, it's going to be him. If I could do it, so wouldn't it be B? Like your one B and your one A would be your one. Hmm. I did it in chronological order, so I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I'll do a one B then. It makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> like if anybody knows me personally, like Mark, you, sh- you should guess these. I talk about them all the time. Number one B now. The Miz cashing in on Randy Orton, one of the most memorable championship changes I've ever experienced in my life, just for the fact that there was so much on the line for it personally. Me literally jumping up and down, running around my parents' house. I was home alone at the time. It was just, I couldn't believe this sh- drunken prediction I made months ago came to fruition when Miz, Miz was a nobody back then. And here he is, what, six months later, world champion? Fan-fucking-tastic. Great fucking job. And every time I talk about this match, I look back on it, and I always learn something new. It's one of those kind of matches. It was just the third time a briefcase had been used on the WWE Championship, and the first time it did not occur in the year 2006. Oh. Interesting. And after after beating Randy Orton, the Miz became the fortieth different man to hold the WWE Championship. Wow, right? That's very interesting. All right, dropping stat bombs. So there was way. so between the Miz and Jinder Mahal, there was ten different guys because Jinder was number fifty, and the Miz number forty. It's a future trivia question for you coming up in games with Michael J. Putty. So uh, make sure I, you I gotta know say, that. man, I, I, I Miz Miz has come a long way since then. Absolutely. Like I, I just don't understand why Miz never got another title push after that. Like especially after his talking smack moment with Daniel Bryan, like, iconic, iconic man. That was, it was one of his best promos he's ever done. And he was just on another level since then. And his in ring work has gotten tremendously better. Going back to what Carson was talking about last week with Dolph Ziggler, do you think? Um, obviously, everybody wants to be world champion, but do you think Miz has found his lane and wants to be? Just an IC champion? Because he, he always enjoyed bringing prominence to that title, which he's done numerous times. Something No, he, he, he definitely does. I mean, no matter what one, role I think he's one away from tying Chris Jericho, too. I yeah. think he is. And the thing is with him is, I, you put him in any role, and he always knocks it out of the park. Always. Team player, definition. He Tag did, team, Intercontinental, world champion. U.S. He's, champion, he's, yeah, great. U.S. champion, he's a fantastic ambassador Huge for champion. that company. I and you know the dude, dude, he looks great. Yeah. Looks like he's never aged. Yeah. And, 
And he protects himself so well in the ring. I, I don't think he's gotten injured once, except for like that tooth that flew out from AJ yeah. Styles. But that was that was really yeah, I don't it. Think so yeah, that's what yeah, that's what happens got... when you play it safe, not, not flipping and jumping off these things for unnecessary reasons. Right. So Miz doesn't. He doesn't get enough love. I mean, he he does on this show. He does. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know, man. I I think he deserves another push. I think he does. I think you know when Brock Lesnar became the youngest world champion, then he left to do football. What a couple months later that. All of a sudden, Randy Orton is now the youngest world champion of all time because they want right. to kind of erase him from the memory books at, at that time. I feel like they definitely got to have the Miz not only uh, tie but break Chris Jericho's record. Chris Jericho is no longer part of the company; he's he's the enemy now. So you want to have that record with a company yeah. guy, and the Miz is. And I don't, it's I don't see Jericho. Guy. I don't see Jericho ever coming back to WWE. No, I mean, do I? He said he he wouldn't want to. Right? Like, can you blame him? Like you watch him on there, you could tell he's having the time of his life. So. I, I mean, I don't see him doing it anytime soon because of his storyline he's in right now and who has the IC championship. But I, I hope Miz has two more reigns in him so he can break the, the record. No, absolutely. That would be great. I, and I really want to see at least just one world title run. Oh, me too. That would be time. great. Uh, that would be amazing. I think he deserves it. Oh, totally. Uh, number one. Yeah, we got off topic there. Shit. <laughs> yeah. We're still doing three count, right? We're, still, we're doing three we're count still... or EC3. What are we talking about right now? I'm, I'm looking... We're doing the three oh, count. Okay. Thanks. So, my number one, I hate you, buddy. Should I do the drum I roll? Should I do a drum roll? I hate you with a passion. Is it Charlotte Flair? Why, why would you hit me with a drum roll when you're announced it pretty much as your two, which is your three? I don't, know what, I don't know what you're doing there with that. But, all right, my number one is Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, uh, the Iron Man match. It was a classic for everything that you just said. It was perfect. Um, and can we just talk about the emotion there with that? Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. You know, he, you know, he 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 brought he bought he brought you in. You know, with the whole concussion angle mm-hmm. of what happened with uh, months before when he lost his smile. We lost his smile. No, not that, that was even before that. Uh, the concussion, like you know, when he was jumped at, the, at a club. That's when he lost you know, his smile. Competed? No, he lost his smile because of his knee. No, yeah, I just, yeah. Oh, I thought it was when he got jumped when he had to give up the title. No, so. He, he he got he was jumped and then he uh, then he fought Owen Hart on a Monday Night Raw closed off the show because he collapsed. It oh, never forget that. Big, never forget that. And then he was off TV for for God knows when. It came back as a big surprise in Royal Rumble, won it, and had this classic Iron Man match that I probably one of the best matches that we've seen of all time. Definitely the best Iron Man match I've ever seen. If you want to see two guys go at it for an hour. Uh, these are the two guys to do it. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, in their prime. Again, an hour with no pinfalls. With no pinfalls. Nothing. And it's not like it was 2-2, 3-3, two, two, three, three, a tie. No, it was zero fucking zero. And very well paced, I have to add. Yeah. Of course, yeah, they had they, to. They, yeah. they, they had to. They, they paced so well. But like, can we just talk about the emotion at the end of that? So as a fan, I, I just brought you through that journey, going down memory lane here with Shawn Michaels, the story of him. And, you know, the boyhood dream comes true. The commentary was great for that moment. And you just see the emotion when he when he beat Shawn Michaels, a three count. Ha- oh, he beats Bret Hart. Excuse me. The three count happens. And he just rolls over tears in his eyes, legit tears in his eyes, holding that championship. I just like bowing down with it. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, you have to have like no heart to not love that championship win. And also going back to uh, I think we talked about our favorite entrances, him coming down the fucking zip line. Yeah. <laughs> Great match no, beginning, it, the beginning to the end. Legendary. Legendary, man. Now, as a host of the show, I would let you go first. So 
more often than not, you always steal my picks first, so turnabout is fair play, my friend. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I was just like, oh man, and they, you, you, you hit every single point I was going to yep, say. I know, so I, I know like, the feeling, God, Dick. Damn. <laughs> Again, this should come as no surprise if you know me. Uh, I know Greenman will get this no problem because he gave me a gift, this commemorative plaque from this occasion. You know, Mark, I'm a fan of the uh, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Mets. Going into hockey and basketball, I, my teams are the Knicks and the Rangers. So championships are something I'm not really used to experiencing, right? People I'm invested in don't bring me championships. All that changed, Marcus. WrestleMania 32, Dallas, Texas, went out of nowhere. Bottom rung of the totem pole, Zack Ryder climbed that chance. I knew it. Climbed that ladder to secure the Intercontinental Championship. Man, I marked out like I've never marked out before in my seat. Like going Wiley Coyote, with a, like I just made a beeline. The dust of the shape of me was in my seat. I went to ringside, took a bunch of pictures, met Zach's dad, Miz's dad. It was just one of those moments like, holy shit, this is, must be like what winning a championship feels like. Because it just is someone I'm so invested in, loved since day one, supported since day one. One of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time, personally, because I was there for that mark. Of course you were. And yeah, yeah, it sucks. He lost 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later. Does it take away from the miss? Does it take away from the moment? A little bit, but just in that frozen time for that twenty minutes, it was awesome. He lost a championship within twenty four hours, but Mark, he's in good company. Who else did? Triple H, Chris Jericho, Edge. The Miz did it twice. So losing the championship within twenty four hours, he's in good company. So I don't can't hold that against him either. That's a list of Hall of Famers right there. (laughs) Matt Cardona, Hall of Fame. Hell yeah! Sign me up. Woo, 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 you know it. You're wearing the shirt, too. I figured the last time I could wear a Zack Ryder shirt. But yeah. No longer Zack Ryder, RIP. Man, Zack Ryder gets bad luck with shirts, man. All his shirts were not good. And this Matt Cardona shirt in AEW is not that good looking either. I'm like, ugh. I haven't seen it. It's not that great. It's just a strong island. That's his thing now. You can't, no one can say Long Island. It's going to say Strong Island now because all that Tony Giovanni kept saying. Okay. I've always said Long Island, Strong Island. I don't know why you, would, I don't know why you would say that. Why wouldn't why wouldn't I say that? I'm from Long Island. Yeah, but you're not strong. Wow, Dick, I can outlift you. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I can when easily we're... I can easily outlift Montreal's Texan with you. How much do you bench? How much does your mom weigh? You are so lucky. We're social distance right now. We're so lucky that we continue doing this this podcast on Zoom. When are we going to be in person again, buddy? I don't know. So I can slap the shit off you. Okay. Make sure you bring a step stool. I can reach you. I'm tall, too. Okay. Wow, Mark. Okay. I'm 6'2". No, you're not. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm 6'2". In what world am I short? Uh, Someone who's 6'6", you're short. We're going to go to short. You know what? You know what, honey? Fuck you, man. Fuck you. I'm tired of this podcast. I'm tired of this whole show, man. You know, fuck you. I'm out. That's Mark Schwann, baby. <laughs> you saw what I was doing. <laughs> With that being said, let's get into some go-home thoughts while Mark uh, composes himself. <laughs> Trying to do my best Adam Cole. All right, Mark, you calm down. You sitting down. You relax now. You ready to do this? I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah, see what you did there. Nice. All right, so I'm going to start with go-home thoughts. i got some heavy go-home thoughts, Mark. This past weekend... This past, yeah, this past weekend, right? We lost uh, Regis Philbin 
Okay, somebody I've grown up watching. I think we've all grown up watching. Yeah. And I wasn't sure. I'm not sure to this day if it's Michael Strahan when he took over for Regis, or is it uh, when Ryan Seacrest took over. But someone was telling the story how they were watching the show and they talked to Regis how they would see Regis come on the show and he would tell stories of what he did the night before because he was a great storyteller. And he said, well, now when I'm doing the show at night, I feel like I got to do something. So when I come into the show the next morning, I have a story to tell like Regis did. And for some reason, that stuck to me. So when I was doing the show, when Green Man left in episode 100 for the first time, he came back for a little bit and left again. So P100 and whenever you came on, most of the time I was by myself. And so I was, that always stuck with me. So I always made sure to keep a list of stories to tell during intro chat because that's what Regis did. You got to have stories to tell in the first segment just to warm people up, get people acclimated before you start with the, the whole show. So I just didn't really compare the two until he passed away. So in a weird way, Regis Philbin has affected my hosting abilities. Oh, huh, that's it, funny. It is. I, mean, I didn't even think about that until like, oh, shit. Yeah, because I always make sure I have a story to tell when I come down to the podcast, especially when I was doing it by myself. And like because Regis always said have a story to tell. I'm like, wow. So I don't even think about it. Unfortunately, until he passed, I didn't think about that. So thank you, Reach. Yeah, what a what a legacy he's had. Yeah, uh, it was it was I was sad when I heard it, he passed away. I was like, that oh, one stung. Yeah, stung. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, we all grew up watching him, and WB did a beautiful tribute with him because mm-hmm. he always, like I said, when I was a kid, he always had those wrestling guys on. Yeah, they always say. That. I remember when Bret Hart put him in the sharpshooter, yeah. and I remember. Uh, I guess I was sick that there. Maybe it was during the summer um, when the Undertaker was on. I was, oh, I was that's scared. right. I was scared chills at Undertaker yeah. at the time. And like, boom, didn't even flinch, staying in character Undertaker was. And Regis, of course, being a professional was and loving wrestling as he did, always just hamming up these guys. It was great. He, he will be missed. He was a iconic guy who influenced, if he influenced me as a podcast, like God knows what he did to these famous celebrities. So rest in peace, Regis Fielding. R.I.P. to a legend. Big time. Then another one, Mark, we're doing the show Friday. I found out today. You know, me and uh, Abel are fraternity brothers. That's how we bonded and came about. That's how we met back in 2002 when I joined, dating myself. There's I was this, about to say. Yeah, right? There was this one guy named Michael Murphy, who was an older alumni of ours, who was a class act. He uh, always treated me with respect, uh, whether I was a pledge, a new newbie, when, even when I was the old guard, the old guy of the active roster. He was just somebody whose opinion, whose voice I always made sure to listen to during meetings and... What his thoughts were, it weighed heavily on my decision-making when I got into power there as well. Uh, always a nice guy to chill with. Always a nice guy to drink with. Always willing to listen to you. And unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. Um, he battled for 16 months. I'm not sure what kind of cancer it was. I just found out today he had cancer. I didn't even know that. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, it was. And he always had stories to tell. I always listened to him telling the stories of back when he was back in the day, as he called it. He was older than I, of course, and uh, he just knew so much information, not only about our fraternity, but our chapter, but, you know, life in general. And, uh, you know, I was dealing with that pre-cancer scare for a couple months. So like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. It's just pre-cancer. I think we caught it in time. It's not a big deal. I'm not trying to stress about it too much. But this guy actually had cancer. I can't imagine how scared he was. So I can't imagine. Right. It. They told me it was cancer. I'm like, oh, my God, I would be fucking freaking out. This guy actually did it. He battled his hardest. Unfortunately, he uh, succumbed to it. And it's one of those uh, losses that will... Uh, it's things. It's it's you shuck. I mean, unfortunately, you can't get together for a funeral or memorial service yet. But when that does happen, I'll definitely make sure I'm there because uh, he was a class act. So uh, I feel my shot glass before we do this. Yeah, I was going to say, man, let's, let's do a cheers for him and for cheers his family. Out. Michael Murphy, rest in peace, brother. I'll see you on the other side. R.I.P., my man. So now that uh got that out of my system, let's uh, Mark take it over. Well, Putty, I'm actually going to give you some good news. Oh, please. I need um, some. Yeah, it's going to put a smile on your face. You leaving? 
I am leaving. Wow. No way. I am leaving Shaw Wrestling um, just for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded like for a second I was going to leave for good, but I am still part of the Shaw Wrestling family. Okay. Uh, I am going upstate to Lake George. Didn't you just go like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, just for a weekend, but now I'm, I'm going for a little bit longer than that. I, I need to get out of here. I'm going with my wife and her family. It's going to be a good time. I need to relax. You close your eyes when you said that. That means you don't believe that. No, I, I'm just envisioning. You're, just doing, you're just doing it again. No, I'm envisioning the place. This is my screensaver is is Lake George up there. there. Uh, well, Lake Paradox, right above Lake George, which we venture out to as well. It's just so relaxing, man. I, I, I'm so excited for this trip. I need this. I need to get out of here. No, I don't blame you. I want a fucking vacation so bad. You don't know all the shit I'm going through with my life. Um, I just need to get away for at least a couple of days. And I found out they, they had a list of places you can go, like from low low risk to high risk for this yeah. COVID thing. Very low risk is spending two to three nights in a hotel. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Let me. Maybe I can go to Atlantic City for a couple of days. You hear uh, the governor of New Jersey is planning. Like, he may shut it down, New Jersey. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't blame them because they're being fucking idiots over there. Yeah, a lot of cases going. But then I read, there I read the list. The bottom of the list, I think, in the high, either the red or the orange section, was casinos. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I, I, was really, I just yeah. need to get away for a couple of days, but it's hard for me to get away because I got to deal with a lot of personal stuff with my parents. So like, it's hard for me to get away, but I just need to get away. So please, Mark, enjoy yourself for me, please. Relax. Dude. I will have one for you, man. Please, I'll definitely have one for you. I'm out there on the boat in the lake, having a good old last time. Ah. Now, do you do your family share a house, like a cabin, or is it a hotel? Yeah, there's a cabin. Mm-hmm. How many rooms? Like house, uh, like three or four rooms, something like that. You going with Probably her parents? Beds. Going with her parents, her brother, her sister. Will you have sex with her parents right there? That's my wife we're talking about, so I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, but her, I mean, but you're a married couple. So that's what married couples do. But her parents are right next door. Is that something you think about? Is that I mean, as a guy? Something? You, I mean, obviously you're going to think about it, but will you like act on it? Or like, is it too risky? Because I don't know how the layout is at the cabin. Do you have locks on the doors? So, I, as a rule, I don't talk about my sex life with about my wife. <laughs> okay, you just wink. That's fine. No problem. This is a podcast, so I should. I'll, I'll edit that part out. Wink. Wow. But I'm saying, if I was me, I wouldn't do it. I just, I just, I just like, I don't, can't imagine actually doing that with the parents next door. Like, oof, gross, creepy. Like, do it in her kid's bedroom. Like, I can't do that. That happened to me once. I was in her kids, uh, her childhood bedroom. I'm like, hmm, I can't do this. Anyway, way off topic. Wow. Yeah, totally off topic. I'm just letting you go here. <laughs> so, Mark, we have a vacancy next weekend on this show, episode 219. Um, who do you want to fill in? Let's open it up to social medias. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to suggest you put, put like a roulette table of like people you put no. in, just spin it, totally. spin the wheel. Who do you want to see or hear? On next week's show, do you want me to do it by myself? Like I just talked about doing for the first last hundred episodes. Maybe we get a visit from Mike the bartender. See how he's doing with the bar downstairs, which is closed. Serving those Cuomo chips. Do you want maybe Green Man come back? Jimmy J, Carson Niehoff, the man of a thousand opinions, Erwin the voice Escobar. Let me know. That's what our social media is at. Shot of wrestling, no a six one nine. You get too good on here. I thought about that. I thought about reaching out to them <laughs> since you were not here. I thought about actually reaching out to Ace Andrews. Like, what are you guys doing? It's funny you thought about that. So yeah, please let us know. Open it up till maybe like Wednesday. Any comments, any suggestions, let us know. And see what yeah, happens. Hit us up on our social media, Shot of Wrestling all across the board, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, hey, here's some news here, everyone. We're on iHeartRadio as well. Right? You can, you can subscribe to us on there. 
And guys, I thought that would be, be a bigger. Sure. I thought that would be a bigger deal because iHeartRadio is fucking huge. And when <laughs> it's I heard Greyman tried to get us on iHeartRadio last a year or two ago, and he never heard back because it's a process. And now all of a sudden we're just magically appeared, and none of us knew. But yeah. two people did because we have two people listening on iHeartRadio, so maybe we could push that more. But yeah, now we're on Podbean, Spotify, iHeart freaking Radio. Apparently, Apple. apparently we're on Google Podcasts, but while we searched for it. We can't find it, but people are listening via Google Podcasts. I don't know how that works. I don't have Google Podcasts, but yeah, we're everywhere, basically. We're taking over. We're taking over, Mark. We are taking over, but but guys, Shot Wrestling Faithful, we do need your help. Please, when you listen to us, give us a five-star review. Write a review on there for us. Let us know your thoughts, your opinions, what you like, what you don't like, who you want to see on the show. Let us know your thoughts. Um... That would go a long way. We just want to make the show as best as possible for you guys. It's not necessarily for us. It's for all of you, for wrestling fans in general. All right. So, yeah, that wraps up another good show, Mark. Fantastic. <sighs> good show. Indeed. So, guys, if you want to find me, you can search me up, yourfavoriteactor.com. So smug. So smug. What? If I created a website, I want to be like, yourfavoritepodcasthost.com. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, anyway. It's an easy thing to remember, man. It's like, oh, wow, you're fa- Hey, listen. Yeah, but it's like, I'm like, what's my favorite actor? Oh, can we try that? Like, not legit, like, verbatim, yourfavoriteactor.com. I mean, it, it wasn't what's your, what's, what's your favorite actor? Your favorite, what, what's your website? Your favorite actor? Oh, okay, let me check that. ColinFarrell.com. Fav- no, it's not there. Yourfavoriteactor.com. It's clever. It's very, very you clever. You because you don't own it. No, very clever. <laughs> very smart marketing. And I always love busting your chops because it's a joke that will never die. I will be that joke to a dead horse. <laughs> Dude, I'm still in shock. That thing was that website that that domain was not owned. Boom! Oh, can't wait till next week. So uh, <laughs> I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, can't wait. Glorious, glorious two nineteen. See, I, I I knew I'd make your day with that. Yeah, please. Still is ravenous. So please wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Social distance. You know, don't go to fucking parties or the beach on top of everybody. Don't go to the fucking movies. Cameron, uh, Cameron, Cameron Crow, Gladiator. What, what's Gladiator's name? Russell Crow. Russell Crow. Thank you. Russell Crow's coming out with a movie. It's gonna be in theaters in August. Like, why? Why are movies coming out in theaters now? Not the time. Read the fucking room. It's gonna be a seven day, seventeen day window. I think. Uh, whatever. Anyway, put it up. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>